Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Dirt and Spray. Uh, Dirt got fired. <laughs> um, he's looking for a job. Don't hire him. He's just to stay away from the guy. It's uh, Sports Radio, 1080 The Fan, not with Dirt. Sorry, dude. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. What is a Sprague? We can just call him Craig. Yeah, that's your new name, Craig. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I'm here to support a friend. And a word folly. You don't know what love is. Welcome to The Fan. All right, welcome back in our number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. On this December 12th, I hope you got your shopping done. I have not. I'm an idiot. Did a lot of online shopping last week. Now I'm just hoping it all shows up in time. I tried to go to the mall on Saturday mm-hmm. prior to my nephew's uh, hoops game. And uh, I had this idea, I'm going to go to the mall, and I'm going to get some gifts for people. And then I got to the mall, and I got super overwhelmed, and I didn't know where to go and what store to go into. And then, There's a lot. you got to have a plan. you got to have a game plan. You do have to have a game plan. Before I know it, I got a bag of candy for my youngest, and then I went and got her Panda Express, and then we left. <laughs> I did no gifts. I mean, hey, you get Panda Express out of the deal, it's a good trip. Orange uh, chicken, double orange chicken? Well, she's too young to have double orders, so she just eats like one uh, side. And what did you get? Did you not get Panda no, Express? I didn't get Panda Express. Oh, wow. Sesame and orange chicken. I've been doing pretty good on, on my I've been, yeah. been doing good on the health kick lately. Okay. Well, that's dumb. Uh, life hack for you, too. If you ever go to the Clackamas Mall, you, you know that Panda Express at the Clackamas Mall is the line. It's like the line of lines. It's There's a place to be. Order on the mobile app. <laughs> And I promise you, you will get your food much quicker than standing in that stupid line. Some chow mein and double orange chicken sounds delightful right now. Well, I had a guy cut me, and we were super behind the line. And I was like, okay. So I order, I opened my app. I put an order in. I went and grabbed my food. The guy wasn't even close to getting his food yet. I'm like, yep. I did Screw right. you, buddy. Suck it. Um, we'll get to the uh, local news as the Beavs reward their coach for a great year. And then your Ducks, are uh, they're just jumping all into the portal right now. We're dancing in the portal right now. I wanted to get to a couple more NFL things. I I know we mentioned the Lions, but I, one, they ran a fake punt play deep in their own territory that took absolute huevos to do. Yes, they did. And I also love the fact that they locked that game up against their divisional foe. With their playoff hopes largely on the line. By throwing an out pass to Penny Sewell. <laughs> who had not seen the play until Thursday, and then it was reported that they practiced it three times three on times. Friday. Yeah, yeah let's try it. it. Yeah, that looked good. Maybe one more time. 
All right, one more for solidarity. Okay, we're good. Call it in a game with the game on the line. How ballsy that is to throw. Hey, what's our game-clinching play going to be? By the way, if it's an incomplete pass, the clock stops, and we have to punt the ball back to Minnesota with like a minute 50 left. And our defense isn't great. What's What's the play that we're going – actually, their defense has gotten better the last, the last four or five weeks. Yes, it has. They, opponents they, have helped a little bit, but yes, it has. They've turned it around a little – well, they, holding Minnesota to what they did I thought was impressive. Minnesota is an offense that is capable of putting 30 on you, but – to do that in that moment, say, what's our play to clinch the game? And their OC l- looks and calls in, and Dan Campbell's on the headset and goes, we're going to run Penny Sewell in motion as if he's going to run block, and he's just going to run an out route, and we're going to throw to him. And Dan Campbell's like, okay, man. That's how do you not root for that? How can you not root for these guys? I, I it's such a fun story. They the offense that they're running honestly kind of reminds me of the system that Goff was in when he was in L.A. And it, he has shown them when he's in that kind of system, he can be incredibly effective. Yeah, and he's having a really good year this year. They're one of the better rushing offenses in the league. Like if you take out the teams that have rushing quarterbacks because their rushing numbers are always like the Bears are the number one rushing offense in the league. It's because of Justin Fields. The Eagles are number two because of Jalen Hurts. Like if you take out the quarterback running teams. They're one of like the five or six best rushing offenses in the league. They have underrated skill players yeah, that are do. really good after the catch, and they make great plays for Goff. And he is he is performing at a high level. Not to mention, like Penae Sewell is having a great year. Their offensive line's having a damn good year, and they have creative play calling. Like it's just it's a perfect combo right now. And I don't know where they're going to go the rest of the way, but this is the great part about football. And I can't wait to get there in college football. I think the Washington Huskies were an example of this. Teams are different throughout the season. Like, it's crazy to think of storylines and what we were saying. Like, it feels like almost in every season there's there's three different seasons, right? Where there's the opening reaction of who are you the first month of the year, and then we get to the middle, the meat of the season, and we're like, all right, now we kind of know who you are. And then there's that latter part of the season. How do you finish? And yeah. every single year there's a couple of teams that just come out of nowhere. And the Lions, look, there's not a lot of quote-unquote marquee wins. Like, the Vikings is a very good win this weekend. Outside of that, most of the teams have beaten up on the Packers, the Bears, the Giants, the Jags. Like, not great football teams. Teams, but the last couple of weeks to blow out the Jags the way that they did, they darn near beat Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Remember that game? That came down to the wires, 28-25 the final. The Bills won it at the end. Like They're playing really good football right now. And as we highlighted in the last segment, their schedule is manageable over the last month of the season. There is something to getting hot as the year goes on. If we had talked about playoff contenders a month ago, the Lions would be the furthest thing from the conversation. But they're playing their best ball they have all year right now. Like, dare I say out loud, Jared Goff, good quarterback. He's he got 3,300 yards, 22 tuds, seven picks. Like He's having a really good year. And you know what? I don't care if he doesn't know where the sun sets and rises. This I'm rooting for him. This this guy got kind of just thrown under the bus. And I I understand the Rams won the Super Bowl, okay? I'll say that from the get-go. Oh, oh what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Well, no. I, I'm not going to say anything controversial. I'm just going to say, like, I'm happy for him. He, yeah, he got traded to the Lions, and we all just, ha-ha, you're a Lions guy now. You suck. And now the Lions, like, if they don't have two injuries in the first Minnesota game, they're 7-6. and six. Yeah, to a couple of their losses early. The 48-45 game to Seattle, remember that? I mean, that was a tough loss. That was a really, that was a back-and-forth game. That wasn't the offense's fault, that's no. for sure. They had the 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 uh, Dolphins game a couple of weeks back. They blew a 14-0 lead. Blew a 14-0 lead. The yeah. Vikings game, as you mentioned, they were down in that game. They had a couple of clunkers. They got shut out in New England, and Dallas took it to them in Dallas. But outside of that, they have been competitive in every game they've played all season. It's just, I, I think they're a great story. I know they were on hard knocks and they started off and we're like oh here's the lions being the lions but you know what i you play who you play on your schedule you take care of business they've had some close losses against really good teams 
They've beat some bad teams. They get the Jets this weekend. If they go to New York and beat the Jets. It's an impressive win. That's a very impressive win. We'll see what the commies do against the Giants. But they, they put themselves in a spot here. And oh, by the way, other team to talk about, Seattle. You talk about having three seasons with Seattle that was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. It's going to be awful. They lost Russ. And then it was, wow, how about this? Oh, the Seahawks. And then they... They kind of kept it going a little bit. They won a great game at New Orleans, a back-and-forth battle with Detroit. They've come crashing to earth, and I, they're still going to be okay because they get Denver's pick. We'll see where they end up. I don't think they'll – they might not make the playoffs the rate they're playing defense because they got absolutely gashed by the Panthers on the ground yesterday, just got ran all over, and now the Seahawks have a pretty pivotal matchup with the Niners this Thursday. It's a tough game. Yeah, I, I'm going to be at that game, and so I'm curious to see what, what happens. But is Seattle kind of falling down to earth a little bit here. Yeah, it has not been great. I mean, they needed a, a last-second drive to beat the Rams uh, last weekend, and the Rams are obviously not a very good football team this year. A couple of weeks back, the Raiders went in there and ran it down their throat, and Jacobs had a crazy game. And this was one. I mean, I I'm glad that I stayed away from it. I, Swag ended up betting it. I this was fishy to me. All smelled week. real weird. Didn't like, it? why are the Seahawks only three point favorites to the Panthers? I saw a lot of folks around, you know, that do gambling and make picks and all that. The Panthers kind of became a trendy pick on Friday, picking up on that. Like, this is a weird line. And Seattle, we don't really know who they are. They had that run where it felt like they were going to win the NFC West. That has been watered down now. And if they lose this Thursday, that is oh, all over. but gone. Yeah. They need to win this weekend just to stay alive. They're two games behind. San Francisco and already lost to him head to head but the, the, it's another example I think of you know I'm not taking shots at Geno Smith a lot of these kind of quarterbacks that are in that next category you need help they need balance and they don't have a lot of it right now they've had injuries at running back they could not run the football yesterday at all uh, Travis Homer had 26 yards on nine carries 16 of those was on one carry yeah. so outside of that he had eight carries for 10 yards so you're not running the football at all uh, with their injuries there. Their defense has been not great the last couple of weeks, and so it's asking their offense to be perfect. And when you say, hey, Geno Smith, you got to go play a perfect football game every week in order for us to win, that's just not a consistent recipe. And so, for I mean, they turned it over a ton. He threw a couple of picks. The second one was kind of tough because I think he thought he had an offsides and thought he had a free play, and he kind of chucked it up when he was under pressure, looked like it should have been an offsides. They didn't throw the flag there. So that was a tough one. But until they figure it out defensively and start running the football, ball again there's no buy-in at all for me for Seattle I mean dirt they're 15 seconds away from losing four in a row like that DK Metcalf touchdown in hindsight now it's like you felt it was huge just to get that win the Rams are down and the Rams are down bad and I know yeah Baker just won the game but that Rams team isn't great this year they're clearly not headed towards anything relevant and you needed a DK Metcalf touchdown at the end of that ball game to pull that one out. Otherwise, you lose in Germany. Yep. The Raiders run all over you. Josh Jacobs ran for like 220 in that one. You come back late and get a, a win against the Rams. And then you come home to Carolina. And Carolina's not that great. And they ran all over you again. And in comes a team that we'll see what happens with Debo. It sounds like it's not a serious injury. But you're talking about one of the preemptive. Or, preeminent running teams <laughs> there you go in the national football league in the san francisco 49ers so i, I it's gonna be curious to see what they do this week because they're they're really damn close to having lost four in a row 
but they lost three of four with the division leader coming to town. I mean, it's the NFL. Crazy things happen. I didn't think the Chargers were going to beat the Dolphins last night. I thought the Dolphins were going to run all over them. So weird things can happen in the National Football League. That's your saving grace. But as we've talked about with the Chargers and their playoff chances, the Lions and their playoff chances, their schedule's brutal, man. Yeah. Brutal. They got the 49ers on a short week who can play defense and run the football. That yeah. is a kryptonite to beat the Seattle Seahawks right now. Then you got to go to Kansas City on Christmas Eve. Then you get the Jets, who are a good football team that can run the football and play defense. What a great Christmas Eve game That's that a is, fun though. Christmas That's Eve a game. Fun. I'll be in Tacoma for that game, and I'll be watching with Seahawks fans. So that, that should be a little extra tasty. Their season could be on. I mean, who knows? If they lose the next two, their playoff chances might disappear. But if they get one of the next two, pull off an upset this Thursday, pull off an upset in Kansas City, that'll be a big one. And then you close with the Rams. So we got to wait and see if that game even matters. I I think largely the Seahawks kind of are who we thought they were yeah. to, to Denny Greenham. They're they're better than maybe some thought coming into the year. They have clear faults on the defensive side of the football. They were relying on a couple of backs. Like There's there's a lot you can work with going to the future, and the best news for Seattle is you you might end up having two top ten picks, depending on how your season ends with your pick, and Denver's is going to be a top three pick. I, I, I don't think... I don't think the commies are going to lose to the Giants. I think the Giants are crashing down to who they are. This race for the seventh seed in the playoffs between the Lions, the Giants, and the Seahawks. Interesting. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, if Minnesota can hold on to that two seed, I don't Which think they, they will, I think. You think they will? The Niners well, can catch them. The Niners could. Well, the Cow, well, no, no, Cowboys can't because they're not a division Cowboys leader. aren't going to catch the, the Eagles. But <laughs> I haven't looked at Minnesota's upcoming if, if, schedule. If you're Minnesota... I, look, you can win those games, but you also could easily see your team losing to the Lions of the Seahawks at home in the wild card weekend. Oh, you totally. Yeah, I don't so. trust the Lions necessarily in the playoffs. The Vikings in the last month of the season, you get the Colts at home, the Giants at home, and then you close with the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, so they should. Well, they will be probably a favorite in all yeah. of those games. Probably. Yeah, you'd imagine they could do that. Keep but it's the Vikings. Seed. so. <laughs> and the Bucks get to host a playoff game. Not so fast, my friend. Well, they're only a game ahead. You're right. Of the Carolina Panthers. Watch Sammy Darnold and the Panthers. Sam get Darnold in. winning the because a team ever fired their coach, tried to tank, and won the division. Has that ever happened before? Probably never. Okay. Would Colin Cowherd do a take about how he was right on Sam Darnold if they won their division? <laughs> Where Colin was right, <laughs> Sam Darnold took me a little while, but I had it right. We're bringing it home, baby. Uh, coming up next, rewarded for a great year and uh, diving into the portal. That's next on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Uh, we pivot to the local news. Turns out winning nine games and getting to a bowl game at Oregon State will net you $30.6 million in extension money. It's a good little payday. Make you the fifth highest paid coach in the Pac-12. As Jonathan Smith and Oregon State uh, get that agreement, and now they head to Vegas to take on a depleted Florida Gator team to get their 10th win of the season. Uh, I believe they head to Vegas today or tomorrow. I'd have to think about that. I, I had an email about it. but um, you got nice little festivities usually yeah. as the week leads up to a bowl game. There's like a cookout and some you do practices. And, yeah. yeah, you got all your festivities with the bowl game. But Jonathan Smith gets the uh, the contract extension. I don't think this is a shocker to anybody. Uh, but Oregon State paying up a little bit here. We got a new stadium. Oregon State's kind of investing in football and you know, I think the donations are pouring in at a higher rate than they thought that they would at this point. And so all good news right now, I think, for Oregon State. I saw a note from a reporter down in Eugene, uh, talked with Trent Bray, and I had heard this a few days prior, but I had seen that the reporter put out there Trent Bray basically saying, I have no interest in being a head coach. I don't want to do the administrative stuff. I I just want to do football. It's literally all I want to do is coach football and worry about football. He's got no family. He's got no ties. His house is paid off in Corvallis. (laughs) He walks to work. I I, I don't know where Oregon State's going to go, Dirt, but I can tell you Oregon State fans pretty encouraged. Their schedule kind of lines up pretty favorably next year for them. Their non-conference isn't incredibly difficult, and their bigger games aside from Oregon are all at home. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we go into the future with Jonathan Smith with a new contract and the coaching staff that seems pretty content. I mean, you should feel great. I, I love that he celebrated signing a $30 million contract by running clock at the Boys and Girls Club for a kid's basketball game. That is like the most Jonathan Smith thing I've ever seen, and that's yeah. why he's perfect. He's perfect in Corvallis. He fits. He doesn't need the limelights. He doesn't need the big city. There wasn't, I think, ever a concern about a wandering eye. But when you have the year that he's have, that he just had and the success that he's had, lock him up. Like, show that you're committed to winning in football. And I think that's why this is important. It wasn't like if you didn't get him the extension, he was going to bounce and go coach somewhere else. It's we're investing in this, and we care about this, and you're bringing money into the university. I think this is the most excited Oregon State fan has been in a long time, rightfully so, because you don't really have a question to coach. Your defensive coordinator doesn't seem to be going anywhere. You, As you pointed out, next year you're going to have a brand-new stadium. It's all done and no longer a halfsies, and you're going to be able to pack that thing in. And you're starting to see that there's an investment from the university, and the biggest part of it was the the bonus pool or the pool for your assistance being upped. That, to me, is always the most untalked-about aspect of it. So if you do go and have a Trent Bray, like at some point his mind might change. He's young. He's early in his coaching career. In five years, he might want to go take a bigger job, or he might get an offer to go coach at insert school here for an extra $3 million a year. And are you going to be able to have the the salary pool to say, hey, stick around in Corvallis and make a competitive offer? Upping that is a really big part of building your program. So I think this is all you can ask for as a fan, is that when you see success, you see results, I think people are clearly donating a ton of money right now because they won the Civil War the way they did and are having one of the best seasons they've had in program history. Like, all right, take those donations and let's invest it back into football. It's important, and they're showing it. I think it's a great sign for Beaver fans. Well, don't overlook, too, like up in the you know, the amount of money they pay their offensive line coach. Uh, the Joshua Gray. Who you want to keep around because their oh offensive line has been great. You want him to retire as a coach in Oregon State. Um, and Joshua Gray, one of their offensive linemen, announced, I'm coming back. And I think that's the thing is it's not just buy-in from the coaches for them. It's buy-in with the players uh, that you're kind of seeing here. 
you know, I had heard that that when Bray was going to get an, a, an, an extended and, and more pay, I had heard that people were wondering if he was going to get the million-dollar mark. Like, was Oregon State going to invest like that? That's a big benchmark to hit. What I had heard is that he didn't want that. He took, he basically said, I got a $200,000 raise. I'll make seven hundred k. That's a great income. I'm coaching football for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. The dude is content, and that that's massive. Lingren being there too is an underrated part. I think he's a great play caller, even though Oregon State fan tends to hate him the most on game days. That's just because they haven't been able to find a quarterback yet. They well, still need to find a quarterback. So let me ask you about this. So they extend Jonathan Smith. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Their staff is intact. It's the most underrated part of college sports is mm-hmm. keeping a staff intact. Um, yeah, I, I tend to be pretty high on this situation. I can also acknowledge I'm, I'm obviously biased here because I want Oregon State to do well. Mm-hmm. What does coaching impact do for programs like Oregon State? Because I, I'm not kidding when I when we talk about college football playoff expansion, I, I I don't dismiss the idea this coaching staff is good enough to be a top twelve team at some point. You just got to win the conference and you're in. Well, that that is a tough thing to do, and that could very well happen for them. But even you could even finish second or third and somehow end up in the top 12 of this thing and you're still in mm-hmm. and getting in is that's a feat in itself like where do you guys prioritize coaching because you can say they're not with the haves and have nots of college football they don't have the financial backing that the program down south has or the washington's probably going to get or usc has they don't but they do have a consistent donor base they've they're keeping these coaches who can recruit the guys they need and get guys to return and play extended careers in Oregon State. I'm curious where you guys place coaching in terms of what programs can top out and be as programs. I mean, I think in a place like Oregon State, it is vitally important because you're not going to land a lot of four- and five-star recruits. They are few and far between in Corvallis, and they always will be, uh, especially in the current climate where guys, a lot of them are taking the biggest offer they get in NIL, and that's the school they're going to play for. You're just you're not going to be able to swim in those waters. So everything that you're doing is about – identifying diamonds in the rough, identifying guys that you think have potential that might not be able to do it right away, but in two, three years, they're going to be difference makers because you see the raw potential there. And I think coaching at a level, at a, at a school like Oregon State, is everything to them, and continuity is everything to them. And so having your coordinators around for a couple of years, having your head coach now who's going into, what, year five, year six, whatever it'll be next year, and to see continual progression, there's going to be ups and downs because you just can't acquire talent like some of the bigger schools can, but but I've always argued like there's no reason that Oregon State can't get back to where they were in that 10-year run from like 2000 to 2010 with obviously Erickson at the start and Mike Riley for most of it where they were consistently a program that won eight or nine games. And then they didn't have the most money. They didn't have the biggest recruiting budget. They weren't bringing in four or five-star kids. What were they doing? They were developing guys. Mike Riley was a damn good college football coach. And they were competitive against basically everybody in the conference. And so Oregon State can get back to that. They got back to it this year. And now I think that they've had their first nine-win season in a long time and are going for, I believe, their third double-digit win season in the history of the program. Now for them it's about how do you find a sustainable path forward and continue this to where there's not an up and there's not a down. You're consistently winning seven, eight, nine, ten games every year. I see coaching, uh, good coaching, as I think Dirk kind of 
touched on it with, with the uh, continuity argument. Sustainability is key to any good program. And you see it with the SEC. You know, not every single program has a big-name coach there in the SEC, but you've got stability. You've got guys that have really dug in and made those programs at least most of the time in the SEC, and I compare the Pac-12 to the SEC. In this instance, not as good as them, but something that the Pac-12 wants to aspire to be. And when you got coaches in the uh, middle tier of teams in the Pac-12, like Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, who have dug in and done so well and just established that culture year to year. It's how Oregon got big in the first place from Bilotti, you know, after Rich Brooks to Bilotti mm-hmm. to Chip Kelly kind of handing the keys off. And now to see that after Mike Riley, after Dennis, er- Dennis Erickson at Oregon State into Jonathan Smith now, I see the light. And I think going forward, it, it, coaching is huge for stability, but, but more so for Oregon State, they have their guy. And to have this kind of guy for that kind of program, it is going to vault them to, like you guys say, national prominence for sure. I think they got a chance to crack the top 10, not necessarily the college football playoff, but the top 10 in the next five years. Absolutely. Uh, Do you guys raise the floor for the program with him? I'm wondering. I think I'm I'm doing this mentally where I've been on the record. I think I said this two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I, I don't know if six and six is a floor for him anymore. I almost wonder if like... Even seven and five, not that they're not going to regress from year to year. It's bound to happen, but it's more like, are they a good enough staff where I'm surprised if they're seven and five? That's the tough thing because I, I think I don't know about I don't know if I'm quite there yet. What you're balancing here is non in this world of college football as we know it. You're balancing. You have to balance like how you view programs like Oregon State with. They clearly don't have the financial backing of the big boys, but that you cannot you cannot argue with the coaching of it, right? So it's like it's almost like a weird position of it doesn't feel normal because of the financial part, but the coaching has exceeded expectation to the point where you kind of recalibrate and maybe have to talk yourself into do I need to view this program differently? You say top ten in the next five years. I, I think they can be top ten next year. I think their schedule's lining up. I think they need to nail the quarterback thing. That's obviously a big part. But if you can win games like you do against Oregon with limited quarterback play, that I think that speaks volumes about your coaching ability and your in your systems. Yeah, I also want to credit the you know, I, Trent Bray's a really good defensive coordinator. He's a damn good defensive coordinator. He had a ton of talent this year. Yes, like, like like talent matters. But and he also he's... took over last year, and they went from being an absolute disaster to they did. Yeah. Oh, that that group's not that bad. And yeah. then he took them again, and they were what they were this you year. You had a lot of guys that had played a lot of football at Oregon State that were on that defense that are that are going to be gone this offseason. It felt like your entire secondary had been around for a decade. Jaden Grant played 10 years of college football. Like you, you leaned on some guys that had a lot of experience. I don't know if I'm quite there of changing where the floor is because I think at a place like Oregon State, now maybe the transfer portal changes all this, but for a lot of the bigger-name guys, it's it's a payday that they're looking for. Like, we'll get to Oregon signing a couple of guys. I guarantee you name, image, and likeness was a big part of it. Sure. And they're offering, hey, a wide receiver from Alabama, you want to come out west, here's you know X amount of money, and here's your you know duck rising whatever NIL deal. Like, that's a big part of the game. They, they are going to take a step back, and, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think they're going to take a step back defensively next year, and that's just going to be the way things come and go. Like, you're going to have some recruiting classes that hit, that develop, that by the time they're juniors and seniors, you're going to be ready to compete at the highest level in this conference. And there's going to be some years where maybe that doesn't transpire and you're more of a 7-5 and five kind of team. I think Oregon State is the prime example of 
close games and the way you finish matters. Like they had a couple of games this year that could have gone the other way uh, on both sides for wins and for losses. And you're usually defined at the end of the season of how did you do in close games? The Minnesota Vikings are this in the NFL where people don't necessarily buy them, but they keep winning these close games and they're 10 and three. And so you can't deny it. You're defined by how you perform in those close games. I think there's going to be ebbs and flows to their seasons. They have to figure out the quarterback situation. You're not going to be able to rely on one of the best defenses in the conference in my mind year in and year out and if you can solve the quarterback problem you might not necessarily have to if they're better at quarterback play next year you don't have to have a top two defense in the Pac-12 you could be a top five defense in the Pac-12 and have the same kind of season you had this year uh does Lanning jump ahead of Smith once their season's over because Smith with that extension is now ahead of Dan Lanning I mean I hope not I don't like well, you don't want to extend him you don't know ext- do you think they will I they, they might but I it's don't. It's one year. I've it's always one year. What I are know. we doing? He just signed a contract. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Like he's going to leave. Huh? He's going to leave. Like don't make a right. reactionary decision and give him an extra X amount of millions in a buyout because I, I don't know. I I am anti one year contract extension. I saw people making a big deal out of Jonathan Smith making more than Dan Lanning yesterday, mm-hmm. and I just like he should. He just won nine games. He's built Oregon State back to a respectable state. I love I love Lanning. I think the future's bright in Eugene. He lost to his two rivals, and it was a disappointing end of the season. As a guy on a contract, I'd love an extension after one year. <laughs> let's keep doing that. That's where we live in, huh? Uh, let's get to Oregon. They jumped into the portal. They got uh, some talent coming their way to Eugene. We'll get to that next, but first, Jordan with a sports update. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, we still got a lot to get to. Haven't talked about Mike Leach yet. That's a really sad, scary story out of Mississippi. Yeah, that was, uh, well, that came out of left field. Came out of left field. It really did. 
So we'll get to that at some point. The Blazers bounce back, got a win on Saturday. Ant and Dan both going for 30-plus. That was fun. I love that they've won three of four, and the one loss that they have, I went to that game. Yeah, you are the bad luck charm. I think we've learned that. Stay away. Uh, yeah, go. the uh, Stifle Tower, round number two tonight. <laughs> yeah, I love The back-to-backs are kind of fun in the NBA. They are. Uh, we had it. I, you, know, I'm, you know I'm not the biggest NBA guy, but how do you – you know, I don't want to get to it now. I'll get to it in the final hour. Oh, are you sure you don't want to get to it now? Uh, let's talk quickly about the transfer portal in college football. Okay. We have some homes. Uh, I did see Sean Dollars, former Oregon running back, transferred to Nevada. Yeah. So he's going to go play with the, the old linebacker coach who is now the head coach at Nevada. So could, there you go. Uh, could be a good offense for him. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know much about Nevada football. I don't think they were very good this year. I do know Ken Wilson is their coach, and he was at uh, at Oregon. Oregon landed a couple of guys in the portal. They have brought in Trayshawn Holden, who was at Alabama. He was, I think, second in the team, second on the team in Alabama this year in touchdowns. I think mm-hmm. he scored six touchdowns. So put up weird throat noise, put up uh, decent numbers for the tide this year. And then they brought in Justin Jacobs, who was a linebacker from Iowa. He did not play hardly at all this last year. He played in two games, got hurt. Tried to come back and then ended up needing season-ending surgery. So only ended up playing in two games. In 2021, he had 53 tackles, pretty decent numbers. He has three years of eligibility left because even though he's been in college football for like four years because the COVID years and no counties, he redshirted his freshman year, which was 2019, and then this past year he only played in two games, and therefore it's a medical redshirt. So he still has – he's been in college football since 2019. He has three years of eligibility left. Love modern college football and positional needs. So the Ducks hit the portal, and we were kind of waiting. There's your first two names. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how – uh, Holden fits in with the offense and and what they're going to ultimately run with Will Stein and the linebacker. I I kind of just shrug my shoulders and say maybe you got your Jaden Grant, a kid who's going to play nine years <laughs> in college football. They're nice. It's nice to have experience. It, it is. It's nice to have those vets uh, in the secondary and or I guess in your case at the linebacker position to help some of the young players that come in. I, you know, this is well and good. These are players that have played at this level, so they're more ready. I I'm sorry, but I I can't stop wondering what if anything is happening with Dante Moore I'm not saying I'm worried at all a duck fan should be worried but mm-hmm. I saw he took his official UCLA visit and he I did took a photo in the uniform which is always <laughs> a little odd considering you're probably just going to commit to Oregon in like three days uh but where are you at on that and that's whole Dante Moore thing I think it's fascinating because he put out a post with some drinks and he did green and yellow straws, which I didn't even notice. But Duck fan, of course, notices that. Oh, I didn't even see that one. That one slipped under my radar. When was that? Was that uh, Saturday or is, something? No, it was like December 6th. Oh, okay. And so just not that long ago, he's posting a photo with like boba tea, and the two straws are green and yellow. Uh, come on, there's all you need to know. But then he goes to UCLA, and he's taking photos in a Bruin uniform. And you're like, <laughs> hey, what's Chip Kelly telling this kid? Is he going to be the next DTR? So where are you at on the whole Dante Moore stuff? I, I don't pay attention to it. I don't. Don't. Really, I I I think you drive yourself crazy following the whims of a seventeen and eighteen year old kid, and there's a lot of people that are way too infatuated with it. I tend to believe, according to the reporting that I've read, he is going to be a duck. Seems like he's as committed as you can be. Landing just visited. He him. just visited him. Will Stein. The first thing he did when he got hired as OC, where did he go? He flew to Detroit and visited Dante Moore, and they had a conversation. Uh, he's tweeted out, you know, things with Oregon. I think a lot of these guys just want to experience different cities and different campuses, and I think all of them should go take their other visits. You get a free trip to Los Angeles out of it. That kid lives in Michigan, man. He got to go to L.A. in December. That's a great scenario for him. But I'm not going to panic and freak out until I see it. And the more reporting and the, and the people that I hear from down at Eugene, there is a growing sentiment that Bo Nix is going to return next year. 
I, I think some people have reported really? there's a growing a sentiment? growing sentiment that it's it's as good as an eighty percent chance that he's back next year. <laughs> Whoa! So that I mean eighty percent. It's a game changer for them next season. If you get a returning quarterback and you get to, if more ends up in Eugene and you get to develop him behind Bo Nix for a year, kind of groom him to become the guy in year two, that's a that's a perfect situation. I have to tweet this out. That's a pretty big statement for you, you for you to be in. I know that's hey, that's what the people are saying, dude. That's pretty massive for you guys because I still think it's a situation where more comes in. He's not upset by not playing year one. I think he learns a lot from a guy like Bo. But, but yeah, Bo was in his position. He was. Bo was a five-star kid who got thrust into the starting gig, and he was he was okay, but like, you know. Slammed Oregon his first game. Well, it's, he, yeah, he was horrible in that game, but he made one he good. He ran all over him. One good pass. He didn't really do anything with the, pa- with the passing attack. I think but, he was like 9 of 30 in that game. It was <laughs> okay. ugly. All right, he didn't slam. Oregon lost that game because, you know, there was a guy named Justin Herbert that they didn't utilize. Yeah, so Herbert wasn't yeah. very good, man. You know, Herbert <laughs> lost you. Oh, their play calling was terrible. We don't have to go debate why 2019 was a failure. But, yeah. but anyways, so, I think the point is, like, if, if Bo comes back, I, the world where him and Dante still exist in the same team is absolutely conceivable because – I think you learn a lot in year one, and if somebody like Bo can talk to you and walk you through and show you what the offense is, I Absolutely. think that's huge. You get him a couple of reps and some block games here or there, right? Maybe put a package in if you want. I think it's a dream scenario. But, I mean, we still got to wait and see. Uh, they got some other transfers that they're trying to hit. But I, the big news for me was positional needs. They needed a wide receiver. Coda's gone. He's a senior graduating. Had a good good come home, you know, coming home story. That was awesome. And then, obviously, Dante Thornton entering the portal kind of lost that number two wide receiver for you. So that was a positional need. And anybody, if this Jacobs kid can help stop the run, for the love of God, please m- keep mining the portal for linebackers and defensive linemen because they need more of those yeah. guys. Their defense was awful last year. Well, I think o- OSU's got the same thing. Go get an edge rusher, please. <laughs> Go get somebody that can help you out. Please, <laughs> please, at a positional need. So there you go. Oregon hits a couple of guys in the portal. And uh, there's a, another Alabama prospect. I think it's in town today, a defensive back or something. So we'll see what else happens. Bowl game coming up in a little over two weeks. And uh, Oregon State's is coming up this Saturday. Let's stick in college football. Scary news out of Mississippi. We haven't talked about it yet. Mike Leach, uh, that is next on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Dirt and Spray. Got your coffee. It is early. How do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste and just put it down one sip at a time, you know? So it's just all about the effect. The taste, it's not about the experience at all. It's about the outcome. No, the experience is terrible. Dirt and Spray on 1080, The Fan. Well, he's a national treasure. He's a good friend of the show. We've had him on a couple of times over the years. 
I'll never forget interviewing him one time and him talking about like a getting into some weird stories about football players and like naked dudes and horns on the walls and just all sorts of strange things that come out of Mike Leach's mouth. And uh, we're praying for him because he uh, reportedly is in the hospital with a very serious health issue. He had a personal health issue at home yesterday. Yeah, He was at practice on Saturday. They're getting ready for their bowl game, the Relia Quest Bowl, which is going to be on January 2nd against Illinois. So they're practicing on Saturday. He was there. Sunday he has this health issue, and he's rushed to a local hospital, and everybody is, is saying that he's going to need a miracle and things don't look good. I don't know specifically what the health issue is. We can all kind of guess and reach to conclusions. He did deal with pneumonia during the season. And we, I mean, we played the open to him. He battled that cough. That was a thing that, that plagued him basically all year. Although he did just do an interview, I think, with ESPN after the season saying he dealt with pneumonia basically all year but was starting to feel better. Yeah. And then you get this report. It just, it's horrible news. And prayers go out to Mike Leach, man. We don't have any updates for you. There's nothing else that's been reported as of this morning. Uh, but really scary stuff out of Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, anytime you see a thing that says Mike Leach rushed to a hospital – and then you immediately get the follow-up in the college football world. Prayers, it's really hard for him. It's grim right now. It's not looking great. Like, when you start seeing that on the timeline, it's I think that's the uh, snap into, uh, hey, th- this this could not end well. Um, we hope that the coach can get through this and get back to coaching football and providing great sound bites. I, you know, I'm, I'm more made that open uh, with him doing the cough thing out of just, like, the irony of him saying it's getting better and then he just he can't could, talk kept, anymore. Kept, yeah. Like, it, it, we won't play that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I saw this yesterday and I thought, oh, this sucks. We had Grant Wall on Friday. And then yesterday, like, I don't know, evening time, it comes through that he's being airlifted to a, a hospital. You don't, you don't like to hear that. Yeah, I've always disagreed with the way that he'll kind of rant against his players from time to time. But he is one of one when it comes to rants about life issues. The yeah. coffee one is a great example there. His thoughts on marriage and weddings is some of the funnier stuff you could ever see. Like, he just he is, he is one of one in that regard. And I, I will always appreciate him being his genuine self and speaking his mind about whatever the, whatever the issue might be. And so. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Mike Leach. Hopefully he's going to be all right. I had forgotten in the uh, when you click Mike Leach on a trend, you, you see everybody wishing great sentiments to him. I had forgot he was in Friday Night Lights, and he has a scene at a gas station <laughs> where he's like, you need to swing your sword. And he just starts <laughs> ranting about not getting too personal with it and everything's about destiny and you're meant to be where you're meant to be and swing your sword buddy what's the guy's name that played the coach in that show uh, i forget his name but oh god i can't i never watched that show uh the actor has just a, an amazing look on his face the entire time leech's bit is going on as leech then gets into his pickup truck and then drives away after ranting to him about destiny uh is it coach taylor is yeah that the, that's the character's yeah, name yeah yeah played by kyle chandler kyle I believe. chandler thank yeah. you but kyle chandler just has an amazing facial expression as mike leach is ranting to his character about <laughs> destiny and being where you're meant to be and going through the ups and downs of life well hopefully this isn't the end for mike leach we're praying for the uh the old ball coach down there in mississippi he's one-on-one and that was scary news in the college football world yesterday we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show i do want to talk about the blazers because they bounced back something cool happened on saturday night for the first time i did i was captivated by pelican suns this weekend 
I mean, if you want to talk basketball. I'll sneak it in. Oh. Pelican, we have unwritten rules of basketball being broken, which as a baseball fan, I enjoy every time that it happens. Everybody you can't hates, dunk. Everybody finally hates the player I've hated for a long time. I'm it's glad. It's mean. You can't dunk at the end of a basketball game. So I want to talk about that in the final hour. Some other NFL notes we have not got to yet, including can Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl and what happens if Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl? Mm. I find that a fascinating a great story. Question. Out of San Francisco, we got a lot to get to. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.